welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we enter a new month, we enter the month of Nisan, and it's the first month of the year. Um, there's people get confused, they think that Rosh Hashanah, the month of Tishrei, is the first month of the year. Actually, it's not, it's the seventh month of the year. This month, the month of Nisan, is the first month of the year in the Jewish calendar. Tishrei is um, the head of the year. So we see that this month has many, many different energies that are moving the, the energy of the month that are auspicious for us, that if we tap into that energy, we're able to, to do incredible things in the world. We can really come to experience very lofty um, places. And uh, Rabbi Itzhak Ginsberg, he, he gives us a, a teaching of this month which is very connected to the faith, the faith that is within us. And the month has that, that energy in which we can really tap into that faith and really, um, uh, how do you say, ingest that faith and nurture ourselves with that faith for the rest of the year. So it is like the vitamin of faith that we're gonna have for the rest of the year. So what is the lofty, loftiest of human faculties, he asked. And he says that seemingly we should give our intellect this title, like we would think the highest faculties are minds. And um, after all, the difference between the brute and the human is the incredible intellectual ability of our brains. Like you can, if a person has the capacity to think and discern and invent and, and do incredible things like we see in this time of our age, how all the technology has really been like, this is a, we're entering a new era of the world. It's like comparable to the time where the, 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 the electricity was invented. This is how much the world is gonna change with the artificial intelligence and everything that's going on. We see that the human capacity for create creativity and invention is unbelievable. So we would think like, oh, this is the loftiest, the loftiest of human faculties is the brain, right? And while this is certainly true, Kabbalah identifies an even higher faculty that transcends the intellect. And above the intellectual sefirot of wisdom, understanding of knowledge, which these are the three intellectual capa uh, capacities that we have, which is chokmah, bina, and that, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, this is how we process information, right? Above the intellectual sefirot, we find the superconscious crown. There's a superconscious crown, and the crown contains the faculties of the soul that transcend our consciousness. So we have another, another level apart from our brains. That's why Jewish men wear kippahs, because the kippah, what it's saying is like, my, I come up to here, and this is where I come up to, but from here up, there's much more, right? I'm just up to here, this is where I, I end. So here what it's saying is, the crown contains the faculties of the soul that transcend, transcend our consciousness, and we're only indirectly aware of them, but even though our knowledge is indirect, the Kabbalah and Hasidut describe and analyze, analyze them in their complexity. So. He says that the, the Zohar explains that the crown consists of three parts known as the three heads. So in the subconscious level, there's a crown, and in this crown, there's three heads, and in Hasidus thought, the two related lower heads are known as the faculties of will 
and pleasure. So will and pleasure are very lofty. We think that will and pleasure are something that are very base, but it's not because a person, the truth is a person will do nothing, nothing in his life if it doesn't give him pleasure. If, if you're doing something and it doesn't give you pleasure, you're not gonna do it. Uh, a person can go to work and hate his job, but when he gets the, the paycheck, he's gonna experience pleasure. So that's what keeps him going to his job. But if he would have zero pleasure of anything in that job, he would not be able to get up and move and go to the job. So pleasure and will, will is razón, is your desire. These are things that move you. And so the month of Nisan, which opens the yearly cycle months, parallels the highest head, and the Zohar describes this power as the head of all heads, and the head that is not a head. It goes on to explain that this head does not cleave to any wisdom or understanding. It does not know what it is, and, and others do not know it. It is impossible to know it, for it is above any definition or limitation. So what is this lofty power that we have that is in our subconscious, that is something that we cannot reach and we cannot grasp and we can even describe? And this can only be the power of faith. So faith is what we have that is on top of us. So we come up to here and then when we can't understand something, when we can't describe something, then we connect to, to faith. And we may think that faith is a product of the intellect and because I saw something or, or I learned something, I believe in this and so I have faith. And, but the truth is that no, I, not because you understand it, you believe it. Like you see, you can breathe every day. You don't see the oxygen, you don't touch the oxygen, but you have faith that you're breathing, that there's oxygen, right? And the same is with many other things. Faith is the understanding that God created a world and he runs the world, that he didn't leave it to, 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 to fate. Faith is understanding that Hashem created the world and he runs it at every instant. This is faith. And Rabbi Yossi Jacobson, he says something very nice. He says to have faith, uh, doesn't mean that you believe in God, it means that you believe that God believes in you, okay? So faith is something that it's not tangible, it's something that is above and beyond ourselves. And so the real process, however, is just the opposite. Faith precedes in intellect and thus is situated above it. Faith is actually the cleaving of the soul to its divine source. This is what faith is. We have five levels of the soul. We have Ruach, Nefesh, Neshama, eh, no, Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Haya, Yehida. So, so eh, Nefesh is the instinctive level of the soul. Ruach is the emotional level of the soul. Um, neshama is the intellectual level of the soul. And then you have Haya. And Haya is not inside the body, it's, it's, it's outside the body. And this Haya, is faith. This is what it is. It's that 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 lifeline that connects you to the Yehida, which is one with God. It's a, it's it's your soul that that is up there. That it's perfect. It's untainted, and that's what connects you. It's your faith. It's your Haya. 
So the role of the intellect is to reveal the faith. Hashem gives us chokmah binadah. He gives us a wisdom. He gives us a way to understand things. He gives us a way to have knowledge. But the, the role of this intellect is really to reveal the faith. And we are believers, sons of believers. So even if a person tells you, even if a Jew says, no, I don't believe in God. I don't believe. I, I need to see him to be able to believe in me. It's not true. Because he's a believer, a son of a believer. He has it within him. The thing is that he hasn't tapped to it. He hasn't tapped into it. So the exodus from Egypt did not bring an end to the physical bondage alone. The entire reality of the Jewish people was, a deep, was deep inside the Straits of Egypt. As we know, the word for Egypt in Hebrew is Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim mean, means straits, means something that is contracted. And both spiritually and mentally, the Jewish people were completely uh, contracted in Egypt. They were like bounded and they had no faith. They had zero faith. They, there was too much labor, was too much pain. They had lost their faith. That's why Hashem had to do these 10, uh, these 10 plagues. Not only they were there to punish the Egyptians, but was for the Jewish people to see open miracles, revealed miracles from God, so they could again tap into that faith. And only by revealing that lofty level that is never constrained and never limited faith, when the children of Israel and Egypt begins to believe, their exodus from Egypt, Egypt began. So it was until they started to believe that everything started moving. So some people say, I need to see to believe. But the true believer believes and then he sees. You know, when you believe, you see. So at the climax of the exodus on the seventh day of Pesach, they reach a new level of faith. And they believed in God and in Moses, his servant. And in every generation, every day of our lives, every generation, ever since we left Egypt, almost 3,500 years ago, we're commanded to say every day, in every generation, a, 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 a person has to look at himself as he has just left Egypt. We have to see ourselves every day, like we just left Egypt. Because Egypt is not only um, a place in time, Egypt. Egypt is really a place in your soul. Because when a person cannot believe, when a person is bounded by his ego, when he's bounded by his ideas, when he's constricted with the world and what they're feeding you, you cannot really tap into your faith. It's only when you release all that and you nullify yourself and you connect to the Torah and you connect to the truth and to Hashem that you can really set yourself free and acquire that faith. So this is even more re relevant on Pesach, the holiday of our freedom. When we sit as free people at the center table and relate and discuss the exodus of Egypt. So this that we've been sitting for thousands of years every year in our tables, recounting this story. It's not just like a nice story that we're telling. It's not a tradition. It's not. It's really that night, those two first nights and the whole eight days of Pesach, the energy of that holiday is imbued with feeding us with faith. And that's what it is. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a vitamin of faith that we ingest for these eight days. So how do we express our faith in, on the holiday commemorating faith? By eating the matzah. Matzah is the 
hero of the table. So the matzo is this flat bread that really doesn't taste very well. You can put it in the oven and it becomes crispy and it tastes better. And it's hard on your stomach, but nevertheless, we eat this matzo and the Zohar calls the matzo the food of faith. So the first night, the food of faith, this is what we're eating. And the second night, it's called the food of healing, of healing. So once you have faith, you can begin to heal. So even the numerical value of matzah equals the value of the power of faith, which is koah ha'emunah. Koah ha'emunah is the same numerical value as the word matzah. And though faith resides in our superconscious, which is normally beyond our experience, our ultimate goal is to eat the faith and thereby internalize it. So when faith is in integrated into our conscious experience, it becomes the sephira of knowledge that the inner experience to which the entire soul connects. And this is a special power of matzah. So it is not, however, however, all about eating. Most of the time of the seder, we're also telling the story. It's very important to tell that story and for the children to learn that story and to understand that story. And you shall tell to your son about which the sages say. The more one relates the story of the exodus from Egypt, the more praiseworthy, the more gratitude you're going to have, the more you're going to be aware of the miracles that Hashem did for you in those days. And this, this is going to imbue in you a, a sense of looking at your life also as a miraculous life. Like everything that happens around you is a miracle. So speech, which is the sense of the month, is an expression of faith as in the verse, I believe for I speak. And it's interesting to note that Moshe Rabbeinu had a speech impediment. It's interesting. And he was the quintessential leader of the Jewish people. And so this shows you that, um, that we are not, the limitations that we put on ourselves, we put on ourselves. When a person wants to do something, when he has the will, and he has the pleasure to do it, and he has the faith to tap into, nothing can stop him. He can do wonders. And people will say, like, how in the world this person can do that? And so Moses, the hero of the Exodus, is the faithful shepherd. And we see that Moses teaches us the secret of faith. He guides us and feeds us with faith. And, uh, and this is because his soul came from a place so lofty that it was difficult for him to express himself. This is why he had that speech impediment, although the Midrash says that when he was a little boy, in the Pharaoh, uh, had a, the daughter of Pharaoh, Basia, had adopted him, and the, and the advisors of Pharaoh was telling him that, you know, there's a Jewish boy, and that Jewish boy is going to become the redeemer of the Jewish people. And you have this boy here, and he's a Jewish boy, and maybe he's going to be the redeemer of the Jewish people, and you have him here in the palace. So they put coals with fire and they put the crown of Pharaoh in front of him to see which one he was going to choose. And the Midrash says that the, an angel came and pushed his hand and he put them in the coals instead of the, of the crown and he put it in his mouth. And that's why he, he ruined his, his, his tongue and that's why he couldn't speak. But the Kabbalah explains also that he came, that he came from a very, his neshama came from such a lofty place uh, that it was difficult for him to express himself with the tools of this world, 
but this is specifically what affords him the power to give us faith, so much so that we can speak words of faith. So imagine it's a paradox, a person that couldn't, it almost couldn't speak is the person that it's, with his words is feeding us faith. And so the verse states, and the tzaddik li lives by his faith, for the tzaddik faith is his whole life. In truth, every Jew is a tzaddik. And the numerical value of tzaddik is two times the value of faith, emunah, and even the word by, by his faith, the emunah, can be re rearranged to spell two faiths, bet emunah. And this alludes to the fact that the tzaddik is constantly striving to renew his faith and to reach a higher level of faith. So for example, a person who grew up in an, in an observant home must, uh, he's used to it and he, he eats this way, he wakes up, he goes to the synagogue and he becomes a little mechanical in his life. He also has to work on his neshama. He also has to work on his faith. Everybody has to work on, his, on their faith. So this is my God referring to my faith and I will glorify him, the God of my father, referring to the faith I received from my father and I will exalt him. And this is exactly what takes place. This is what exactly what takes place on Pesach. And before the exodus from Egypt, we had the faith bequeathed to us by our forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov. We have this inherent love for God, this inherent faith that comes from them, from the shepherds. And we add our own faith. They add to our faith and the great faith awakened by the, the exodus from Egypt. So imagine every generation that goes by, we're fed more faith and more faith and more faith Every time we can grow to so many other levels of faith that higher than the faith that our, our forefathers experienced because we're standing on their, on their shoulders. And the energy of, 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 the, of, the, of, of, of Pesach and the month of Nisan is cylindrical. So in Jewish religion, it's the same exact energy that we lived at the times of the, of the exodus from Egypt. It's exactly the same energy we're living right now, entering into this month. So now we can better understand the verse we began with. And they believed in God and in Moses, his servant, because simple faith in God is the first level. A simple faith, people have simple faith. It's unbelievable to see how people have simple faith. And then to be able to grow in that, Faith, we need to learn from these big leaders, from Moshe Rabbeinu, from Abraham, from Isaac, from Yaakov, from the Rebbes, from Sadiqim of other generations. We have to learn from them. And when we attach ourselves to their, to their, to their Torah, to their knowledge, we are able to rise ourselves too. So to be able to have a, a, a more, a higher connection to God, a better connection. So, you know, the world is moving forward in everything. And in reality, it's just an expression of how God is more revealed in the world. You know, today you, you have this chat GPT and you, you put something in this, in this app and you say, write me a, a letter to my mother in, um, I want it to be a, a loving letter uh, please tell her I love her and how important she is for me. And in two seconds, th this, this app writes this perfectly written, beautiful letter in a second. 
And, and so people get scared because they say, oh, we're getting, we're getting run by computers. No, they're gonna take over the world. But in reality, all these things that are emerging right now are really a, a, a greater revelation of God. That's what it is. And like everything else, you can use it for the good or you can use it for the bad. That's your choice. But every time we're progressing and we're going to more, to places of more connection, more connection to the higher truth. And uh, depending on how you use this app, you're gonna connect to the higher truth or you're gonna connect to garbage. But the, 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 the higher truth is there. I, I, I've looked for it and it's unbelievable how it writes things. It's incredible. So, so we see that Moshe, who was the servant of God, he attained this level of service to God and he is the one that through his faith, we get infused by it and that allows us to connect to God too. So I wanna wish you a blessed month of, of, of Nisan, Rosh Chodesh Tov, that it should be a, a month of, of, of open, revealed miracles like in the olden days, that we should see incredible things. And as we say at the end of the, of the Pesach Seder, that next year in, in Jerusalem, that Messiah should come now, and that we should be able to see the, 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 the true, true revelation of God in our days. So remember, live a little higher. Thank you.